not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Kiss my rose. No one else did the rest of the song Welcome. with me. I, you left me alone. Welcome to a special episode of uh, Podcast Beyond. This is episode 442.5, yeah. I believe. Uh, yeah, we're here. This is not our normal episode of the week. Uh, we have a normal episode. We're going to have a normal episode next week. Uh, but we wanted to talk because the embargo is up for uh, Uncharted 4 coverage. Yeah. Uh, our review is currently live uh, by Lucy O'Brien. You should check that out right now. Uh, but the three of us have played quite a bit. Brian's already mm-hmm. finished it. Yep. Uh, Andrew and I are probably a little over halfway. Yep. And so we're going to have an actual full spoiler cast uh, going up, you know, probably when the game hits, uh, you know, the weekend the game's out, so that once you finish it, you can watch that. We're going to try to keep this relatively spoiler-free. We're not yes. going to go over giant plot points. We're not going to tell you who kisses or who dies or who yep. kisses a dead man. Or who dies while kissing. <laughs> who dies That's while true. kissing. Yep. Uh, but we just, you know, sort of as, as uh, IGN's PlayStation guys, we wanted to, you know, talk about uh, our thoughts on, on what we've played so far. Yeah, I, I, I'd say like a good tone that we'll try to keep for this is like if you've, con- if you've consumed all the media for this game already, you've watched the E3 presentations and the demos and you've seen uh, gameplay footage from mm-hmm. PSX, all the, other, all the other things, we're going to talk about kind of like what it's like to play that kind totally. of stuff that you've yep. seen. We won't really tell you how the game begins or really how it ends or anything like that, but... Um, Let's let's yeah, let's get right into it. We'll be as spoiler free as possible. So uh I I really enjoy I so okay, let's let's get let's go right off the bat. Yep. Let's get the really good it. things that right off the, the bat. Off. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a, a very declarative statement right off mm-hmm. the bat. This is far and away, far and away, not even close, the best looking video game ever made. Yep. That, I don't even think that's up for debate. I was trying to think while playing this what what before that mm-hmm. uh, I'd played recently, and I would say the ones that came closest were uh, Star Wars. Star Wars Battlefront mm-hmm. is absolutely absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the Order eighteen eighty six, yep. phenomenal looking game. Um, both of those games have their own issues, of course. But if we're lo- if we're talking just graphics, uh, and I'll also say Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, yeah. is doing yeah. a lot of stuff that this, that this game's doing. I would say even even better. Uh, there is just nothing like walking across walking through a jungle or walking over a field or scaling a a structure and seeing a vista in the background here uh there's nothing like that in any game ever and it's crazy because it's playable yeah it's not like this is a cutscene, and then you go into the game and you're like oh that was a noticeable hit like and the scene you say that between gameplay and cutscene is like nothing i've ever seen in my life it's actually it's very evocative of the last time i've had an experience like this was playing uh uncharted 3 Mm -hmm. which i don't know if you guys probably remember the moment where drake wakes up in the desert yeah and he's standing there for a minute and you're like the cutscene's going to start, and then you're like, "No, I control this." Yeah. And you pick up yeah. the controller and you start moving it. I had that happen two or three times mm-hmm. during this game, yep. where I was watching something, something else happened, and I just kind of hung there for a moment, being like, "Oh, what I mean, are they I, waiting yeah. for?" I won't say what it is, but literally the beginning of the game did that to me. Yeah, like the very first time you take control, I was like that. It was like. Oh okay. Oh okay. Like yeah. it was like that weird. Yeah. Like it took me that extra uh, thirty seconds. Some some of the best character models I've ever seen in a game. Oh, just yeah. watching, um, like individual beads of sweat and wrinkles on on clothes, and just like you'll you'll see like tufts of grass in the field as your character walks over it. I was watching a very particular moment where your character was leaving footprints, mm-hmm. and my wa- wife walked in the room and was just like, 
is that character leaving footprints? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, you can actually see the indentations where that's happening. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of stuff we've seen so far, sort of. There's that jungle action set piece from PSX a year yeah. and a half ago. And then there was the Madagascar stuff from E3. Yeah. And yeah, those are both stunning. But there's like this, this, this has such a cool globe trotting feel to it to yeah. where you'll go to the middle of the savannah and you'll be like, holy crap, look at this. Like, look at the color palette here. Mm-hmm. You go to Scotland and it's, you know, there's snow on the ground and, and you're wandering around this sort of mountainside field and you're just like, nothing looks like this. Nothing yeah. has and that sort of photorealism. Totally. That, it's, it's that color palette. Like you were talking about the order. The order is gorgeous, but it uses a fraction of the colors available to you. Well, yeah, and it's also, that's a really good point in in the globetrotting essence of, of something like the order is very limited, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're sort of set to a very specific environment, and this game, like, like a good Indiana Jones movie, is constantly writing in uh, a way for your character, or a reason, a justification for your character to visit something completely beautiful and new. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, to me, that's where the biggest Last of Us inspiration might have come from, because yes. I think, like, other Uncharted games have done plenty of this, but I think, uh, for me, Everything feels so distinct. It's not just like, oh, like this is this city and this is a different city. Like, no, it, like it's it's totally different environments, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. each one has kind of their own identity. Like, it's very rare. I don't know if you call out a specific chapter of like one of the previous Uncharted games. I don't feel like I would immediately recognize it. Whereas mm-hmm. here, like, I'm always going to know what people are talking about with Madagascar because it feels so different from like the area then before that. Before yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Last of Us thing is interesting as well because I felt that um, they. Totally, Naughty Dog completely mastered the sort of that that beauty that you find in a dilapidated structure. Yeah, totally. That has then been overrun by in sort of like the um, what was that Will Smith movie? Uh, I am Legend. I am Legend. Yeah, has this amazing just all these vistas of this this kind of this moment of being like that was a structure lived in by something and mm-hmm. now it's covered in moss and grass. Uncharted Four has a lot of stuff like that, but without that sort of like without that sort of the sadness that comes mm-hmm. with a zombie apocalypse yeah. of being like life ended here. I mean, you have an idea that life existed at some point in this rundown village yeah. or this mountaintop area uh, and that people have long since abandoned it mm-hmm. or died. Um, and you get that sort of that beauty of finding a tomb or a temple in the same way Indiana Jones does. Where yeah. There's a skeleton there, but there's also gold and treasure. Yeah. Um, they do that really, yeah. really well. And they also do these like tiny effects. Like they'll be, uh, you'll be walking through this old, you know, decrepit castle and beams of light will, of sunlight will be yeah. coming in and you'll see like dust particles yep. floating in the air. You're just like, like how, like what is this? How is this possible? Yeah. There was a scene uh, where Marty and I were just playing a part where you pass by some marble, like it's yep. like a like you're a, a little you're marble a party pillar. And you're passing by a marble pillar, and uh, I had to stop. Like I was controlling, I had to stop and like keep walking back and forth and just look at the reflections in the marble because yep. I was like. Someone made this. Like, this isn't, like, a real... This isn't a video with reflections. Like, this is, like, a bunch of, like, mesh over a texture. And, like, how? Yeah. Well, you get a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes developer stories of people being, like... And at one point in 2012, they let 10 of us go to Italy for a week and a half (laughs) and take pictures of walls. And all those walls are in our game. And Naughty Dog's like, oh, that's cool. Like, we built Italy. (laughs) You know, like, you can walk around it. And I think what's really impressive is there's a lot of indoor environments in this game that are just decidedly human. And they feel very lived in. You'll be Mm -hmm. in, like, a living room or a kitchen or something like that. I'm not saying that, like, there's an entire level in this game where Nathan Drake has to, like, 
Cooking. Treasure hunt in a kitchen. <laughs> but there are, in, in traditional Uncharted fashion, there are ways, like, you know, you saw, what was it, Uncharted 3 began with that bar scene. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, and even had the young Nathan Drake moments, which you, you get you get hints of in, yeah. in some areas here. And walking around those environments and looking around at a bookshelf and seeing how some uh, one of the books is slightly ajar or look, looking at posters that are a little bit crooked on the wall. Like, they feel very human and very lived in. Yeah. Again, without spoiling it, like, you walk around Nate's house at, yeah. a, at, a, at a certain point and you're like, oh, this just feels like a regular, like a regular house yeah like the bathroom feels like a bathroom like the hallways feel like hallways and he's like, got that yep. he's got that city player where he's only listening to the uncharted theme song <laughs> yeah the just, yeah and he's got that uh and his wife's like, but he's got that babuzala in the background <laughs> okay i'm gonna oh, no, i'm really glad you mentioned okay. that word so hard that, hard spo- this is the only thing we're to spoil this is not a spoiler at all <laughs> there are no vavuzalas in this yeah. game yeah a moment what of silence the? for the Vavuzula. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? How do you have a moment We've of silence making... for Vavuzula? <laughs> moment of loudness for Vavuzula. If Vavuzula about... had, uh, had a funeral, they would be the loudest things in the world. <laughs> if there's one thing every episode of Beyond for the past year. We I think they about heard these stupid instruments. I think they heard purposely. I yep. think I think the, I think the good people at Naughty Dog yeah. heard this show. They know we've run the Vavuzula joke into the ground, and they won't let us have it anymore. It's very and now, so... when Nathan Drake dies, which happens quite a lot, <laughs> there is no more. There's, there's just noises. And other people yell, but yeah, there's <laughs> just like Sam yelling, "Oh dang!" So it is like, and that's what's interesting, right? That's actually an interesting segue somehow, uh, <laughs> because you talk about Nate dying, you know, like like losing track of where you are. Um, most Uncharted games, I feel like maybe even to a fault, it's like, where am I going to go? Oh, I'm going to climb that red thing. Like you always know what you're doing. It's like very clear looking at the environment. In this game, it looks so good that I almost got lost sometimes yeah. because there aren't things in the environment that stand out as where I'm a very yeah. obvious supposed to go next. I had a very distinct scene leading up to the Madagascar section you saw where two characters are in the Jeep and they're driving along and mid-conversation I made the wrong turn and drove off a cliff. <laughs> and you just see this like ragdoll car that is like yeah and that's why we gotta get to the ah! <laughs> and, and that was, that's how I was laughing so hard and so was that like, was a thief's end <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't see that coming because it's just so pretty. Yeah, yeah. And there isn't, there isn't, like, there really isn't a lot of like video gamey yes. moments of like, this is the glowing block you need yeah, exactly. to get on. You know, yep. like, um, a lot of people thought this game would be sort of more gritty and serious, and in some ways it is. But I think a lot of that, where that tone really shines through, is sort of just in the basic presentation of it, in that you don't really feel like constantly things are. Uh, big glowing ladders mm-hmm. or big glowing boxes and stuff like that. Um, a lot of the puzzles and even the set pieces and structure of, of the level design feels a lot more grounded in reality and it's sort of less campy and over the top. Yeah. Which I think... Well, but it's both. Like I would, actually, both. I would say the things that are the campy Indiana Jones puzzle feel bigger than they ever have. Sure. Maybe even in a bad way because I do think that like every time it like introduces you, like every puzzle has like nine parts to it basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're like, oh, that was a really clever Indiana Jones style puzzle. And you do it like eight more times until you're complete with that puzzle basically. Right. And I think that's almost a it's, – it's spectacle-wise really impressive but it's almost a fault in terms of gameplay. Yeah. So yeah. Before we dig into that, the one last thing I want to touch on in terms of stuff I think all of us unanimously love is the, the acting, the, the performances, performances and the yeah. writing. So um, yeah. Whether it's you know just the, the individual interactions and it's not just something like, well, it's easy because you already have uh, Nate and Elena and Nate and Sully. You, know, you have four games worth of relationship yeah. that you're working on. But like Nate and Sam right from the get-go, like, mm-hmm. you feel that bond between them and totally. like, you legitimately understand Nate's motivation for sort of that, you know, that whole uh, 
sort of tropey, like, all right, I'm coming out of the game for one last score. Right. Um, you totally, you, you get that and you understand it. And there's there's just amazing character moments and dialogue and subtle things. Yeah. That, like, the way Nate and Elena speak is the way a couple talks. Mm-hmm. Like, they have their own shorthand. They have their own jokes. Like, it's not, they're not talking to advance the plot, although the plot is being advanced. They're talking the way human beings talk. That's yeah. a really good way of putting it. I didn't think, really think about it like that. Yeah. I guess because... Um, the like a, like a good camera in a game. The best dialogue in a video game is when it's so good that it Unnoticed. doesn't bother mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels natural. It yeah. feels um, like there's a rapport there. Like when we do this show, it's not like what do we say? What do we do? Mm-hmm. We're not rehearsed. We just come in and talk because we have that with each other. We've known each other for years. And I think that that totally rings true. Uh, I was incredibly wary from the jump of the shoehorning the long lost brother thing in the fourth game that that sounds i mean that's like some comic book bullshit yeah yeah you know or like something you'd get on like the third or fourth season of a tv show like his brother's here yeah yeah you know like dexter um, this is dukester it's right (laughs) i mean didn't they literally write in dexter's brother in one season Probably they did right. Do you remember his terrible brother who was also a murderer, but like who was he didn't have control of the dark path. He looked like John Mayer. Oh yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh wow. That was yeah. That's like season one. Like you joke, but they did that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Was that season Uh, one? Yeah. Sorry. Spoilers for Dexter. Yeah. Spoilers for Dexter. We're gonna spoil Uncharted. (laughs) We're gonna spoil a bunch of other things. Yeah, but no, I totally, I, I agree. Like it, it is amazing how, and also like part of that is because it's Troy Baker, right? It's because like you have like. Like, the fact that you have, like, Laura Bailey, Nolan North, Troy Baker, like, you have, like, some of the best people in this industry acting the, the in this b- game. The best in our industry, yeah. I would yeah. say. Yeah. You know? And, like, I mean, like, they're all, like, instantly, like, even, like, the introduction of Nadine or, like, the way, like, Nadine and Sully will talk or any of those things. Like, it's so impressive how, like, it just works. Yeah. Like, I never feel like, oh, those two characters, like, weren't believable. There's no, like, like, we talk about Daredevil a lot and how I hate Foggy. Like, yeah. the character Foggy in Daredevil always feels like he's acting. He mm-hmm. always feels like he's trying really hard and he feels out of place. There is no character like that literally at all in this game. Even like side characters you only see in one scene. Like I just feel like across the board the performances are so good, so believable, and like you said, so human. Mm-hmm. That said, uh, one of the issues that comes with that is that the game is somewhere between the 12 and 16 hour mark yeah. depending on – how much you put into it, uh, how fast you go, what setting you're playing, what difficulty setting you're playing on. If, if you're going to the treasures. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even even just like some rudimentary exploration of the treasures or running past them at all, you can actually even run past a lot of the combat scenarios. Well, even game. just appreciating the world. Like yeah. like you mentioned, like the house or like any environment. Like there, there were moments where like it, the game is so pretty where I wanted to stop and, you know, take it you all know what's, in. what's really fascinating, I don't know if you guys noticed this, in the settings or uh, when you go to check out your stats, it tells you how long you've been playing and how long you've been standing perfectly yeah, still. Yeah, which I love. Which I found like, I was like, wow, I've stood perfectly still for like an hour and that wasn't to pause or to go pee or whatever. That was to basically just like... Move the camera around? To gawk. Yeah. 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 Like I had two hours of gawking of just standing on a hill and being like, gawk, gawk. (laughs) Uh, So I I would say that even like the best written game in the world with the best characters in the world at the 14 to 16 hour mark uh, starts to feel a little bit like, well, there maybe there could have been some stuff. It was like when I read about the four hour cut of Batman for Superman, I'm like, okay, well, this isn't a great movie. Making a four hour version of it wouldn't save it. But I don't think anything should, I don't think anything story driven. And Mar- Marty, you and I were talking about this. Mm-hmm. No, almost nothing story driven in a video game should be 16 hours long. Cause that's yeah. like, that's like, a, that's more than a season of some of the best TV shows I've yeah. ever seen. And especially, yep. especially something that doesn't have, uh, 
uh, you know, some of the Grand Theft Auto or Witcher or Metal Gear, like there's so much open to your disposal to right. where like you, the reason those games are long isn't necessarily because of the crit pat story. Yes. It's long because of the, well, I did two missions and now I want to go wander around. I want to see what's and over you, there and I just want to play in yeah. the sandbox. Yeah. Like so, that, that's what you miss by being kind of a, a faux open world versus like a game that is like more of a sandbox. Like right. you, you accept a side mission or you choose not to accept yeah. a story mission and you explore. Whereas in this game, it's really interesting because like it's a, it's definitely more open than any Uncharted game, but you can't really leave the critical path. No, and ultimately it's like, everything funnels you into where you're, wherever you need exactly. to go next. Yeah. I mean, and think, that's what's, it's weird. Think because of like, like rivers and canyons, basically. Mm-hmm. That's the way this game is designed. It's almost, and I don't know why, I don't know why I found it more disruptive than Last of Us, but it almost feels like more than ever the gameplay is in the way of me getting to the next story beat. Like, I just, I'm doing things almost as a chore because I'm, like, because the story is really good and I really like the game and it's so pretty and I want to see the next place that I feel like I, like, just can't wait for this shootout to be over so I can see what's coming next. Sure. And it's, uh, Brian and I were talking this morning, we, we talked about, uh, you go to a restaurant and you, you order a, your favorite meal and they're like, okay, do you want super salad? And you're like, salad. And they're like, okay, do you want a Caesar salad or a house salad? And you're like, a house salad. And they're like, okay, do you want blue cheese dressing or Italian dressing? And you're like, Italian dressing. They're like, okay, about that soup. Do you want mushroom <laughs> yeah. super? And it's like, just let me eat the meal. Jesus. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's what this starts to feel like after a certain point. It's like you, everything in it where like, I'm like, oh, this mechanic's really smart. Or I like this weapon. Or I like this set piece. Then you do it four more times. And yeah. I just got to the mm-hmm. point where I'm like, God, I just, I like, yeah, this is fun. Or this is interesting. Or this puzzle was smart. But like, I get it. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, there's really only like five or six fundamental things you're doing in every Uncharted game. And for people thinking that this would be the one that introduced a ton of new mechanics, it isn't really. No. I mean, one yeah. of the new things they have is the rope, which is cool. And yeah. it introduces some sort of interesting scenarios and a lot of sort of like last minute gasping for breath, rushing down a hill, shoot the rope into the air, grab it and swing across the yeah. canyon. When you link a bunch of those things in, the, in, yeah. a, in it a row, looks, it's and, awesome. Yeah, and there's someone sitting next to you watching you yeah. play, yeah. it is, it's unparalleled. Yeah, yep. you're just like, uh, yeah, I did that. And there's some scenarios where it comes into play where you're, it's actually not as interesting as it is kind of goofy, where you'll be swinging on a rope and shooting a bunch of guys. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it from their perspective, being like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who is that like, man? Like, why is the guy in a rope shooting me? Yeah. Uh, so you have, I mean, there's there's combat, which is basically like, Either stealth, melee, which is not very, not very, uh, not very useful if you're playing yeah. on one of the harder difficulties, and then shooting. Obviously, you can stealth and stealth kill your way through many of the environments. And in like fact, there are interesting stealth aspects. Like there's high grass you can hide in, right. uh, and also there's an interesting. Uh, you, pretty much every mission you're you're fighting alongside. You have someone alongside you, whether yeah. it's Sully or whether it's Sam. Yeah. Uh, and the com- AI companions will adapt to your playstyle. Yeah. So if you're like, nope, guns of blaze, and they're like, all right, we're gonna pull out guns too. Whereas if you say stealthy, it'll be like, all right, as long as you want to be stealthy, we'll be stealthy too, which is interesting. I think. Yeah, and I also noticed since there's a lot of stuff in The Last of Us, um, I noticed that there weren't many of those moments where like Joel is hiding and Ellie runs across the yeah. room like, hi everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't get a lot of that. So. Um, but back to what we were saying about pacing. I mean, if you're if you're doing if there's combat scenarios and then there's the climbing on the walls and jumping off the walls while they while they collapse, um, and then there's uh, running from something that's either coming towards you or you're running away from the camera or chase sequences. Um, those are really some of the most fundamental things that you're doing throughout the game, and that's fine. But by the 16-hour mark, you've pretty much done a lot of them multiple times. Mm-hmm. They've introduced the rolling box crate puzzles from The Last of Us, which I'm very surprised made it into this yeah. game, let alone made it into this game do- mm-hmm. oh, yeah. probably almost dozens of times. Yeah. And I mean, it does that, that 
problem that uh, like Bioshock Infinite had, like Zelda Skyward Sword had, and a lot of games have, where it's you get to where you're going, and they're like, oh, you can't get in this way, got to go around. So it's like you spend so long getting to that door, and then you get to that door, and then you find alternate path around, and it's like, yeah, like story wise, once or twice, that's fine, but like when that's basically every gate in the entire game that you're trying to get through. I was really fascinated. It's like I would love to see the script of this game. To just to see if only how many times you can pull pull out a highlighter and write in those redundancies right there because there are so many times where it's like doors locked let's find another way around and the characters are actually almost joking about it yeah. towards the end of the game or even halfway through the game there are a lot of moments of just like well it's nothing we haven't done a hundred times before or well we got to do that because you know have yeah, you noticed this, how yeah and the same thing happened to the Last of Us with those yeah. with those uh, pallet puzzles yeah. where Ellie didn't know how to swim and you'll get to a part where we'll be like oh, another pallet and she's like I should learn how to swim and I'm like yep yeah like <laughs> when the characters in the game are acknowledging a problem that everyone's having yeah. with the game like that's a problem so, and it's weird to complain about a game that's that's this gorgeous and you know mostly this fun that's 16 hours long because it seems like we're complaining that we got too much of something. Yeah. But I would I would argue that um, the fact that this game is probably longer than two and three combined is actually a detriment because yeah. for a game to be such uh, this Uncharted is far and away the most sort of Hollywood cinematic Michael Bay Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and I mean that in all the best tendencies possible. Yeah. Uh, of video games, right? And that means it's something that you want to be able to... The reason I love Indiana Jones is I can put on my favorite Indiana Jones movies and watch them over and over and over again. And I have a harder time doing that with a 16-hour long game. Um, When I beat The Last of Us, I had very little reason to go back. Part of it because it was such a dark, harrowing experience and because I made my decisions and kind of want to leave it at that. But... Uncharted games, I can I find myself replaying multiple times. I've beaten two and three a bunch of times. One less so, of course. But Uncharted two, I've probably beaten that game four or five times mm-hmm. straight through. And and Char- Uncharted three, two or three times. I played the Vita one straight through twice, just because it's a fun it's a fun experience. I'll be less inclined to do that do that for a game mm-hmm. that's sixteen hours long. Yeah. Because to me, having a cinematic experience that's also sixteen hours long is no longer a cinematic experience anymore. Yeah. That's actually daunting and overwhelming and damn near exhausting. Yeah. I found myself calling out the tedium in this game a lot more than I thought I would have. And you, uh, Goldfarb, were talking a lot about how you felt most scenes almost dragged on too long. Most moments seemed 25 to 75% too long. I, mean, I think a lot of, like, yeah. it's it's terrifying. It's, it's one thing to go in and cut scenes from a movie. It's another thing to go in and cut scenes from a video game. And it's another thing to watch something in a movie that's sort of short and tedious, uh, like, like the scene in Jurassic Park when Dennis Nedry hooks up the wench uh, winch, Wh- not the winch. <laughs> he hooks up with a winch. <laughs> he would. No, he hooks up a winch to a tree and pulls it down, and the Dilophosaurus comes out, spits in his face, kills him, and the Barbasol thing with the DNA yeah. rolls down the hill. Spoilers. Um, when you do, there's multiple winch scenes in this game. Yeah. Uh, no winch scenes, but they're they're very evocative of like Arkham Knight, which are some of the worst moments in that game. Yeah. And you do them a lot in this game, and in a movie it takes three seconds, in a game it takes ten minutes. And yeah. that's what I don't get. Like we were talking about. I mean, like, the natural comparison is Tomb Raider, right? And and I was saying this morning, like, for me, with Tomb Raider, when I'm playing that game, I'm having fun. I feel like mechanically that game is very smart, but I don't care. Like, I don't care about anyone in that game other yeah. than Lara. Name any character other than Lara. Yeah. And whereas in this game, like, I love every character. Like, I, I feel like I've been through so much of these characters, and I care so much about the story, and I want to get there. And because of that, it almost makes me less inclined to want to spend 10 minutes hooking up the winch or whatever and like there are awesome things that come from that don't get me wrong like there's really cool set pieces associated with that but it just feels like there's so much tedium in between them so the the, the biggest I think uh, 
the best puzzle scenarios in games, the best uh, cutscenes in games, the best uh, combat scenarios in games are the ones where they wrap up and you're like, man, I want more of that. I'm, yes. a little, I'm, I'm hungry for more of that. And that's good. Like yeah. When you finish a puzzle in Portal and you're like, that was awesome. Man, or, I wanted more of that. Something or, Resident Evil 4 was really good at that, yeah. right? Like They were like, here's this over the over, third-person action-adventure game where you're shooting and, you know... Um, it's, it feels kind of arcadey, but then you get to a puzzle that was just, yeah. just dumb enough to be able to pass easily, but just smart enough to f- make you feel accomplished, yeah. and they never really overstate their welcome. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, I feel like almost every facet, every shootout, every uh, climbing, platforming puzzle, every actual like solve this tomb puzzle all of them you get to a point where you're like all right i understand everything you're telling me right now and i just want this to be over yes and then five minutes later it is and you're like it doesn't have that that thing with like the witness where it's like you're learning a language like it's like you you actually made that metaphor for me it's like when you're when you're playing the witness it's like okay you learn nouns and verbs and then you learn like about like subject and predicate and then you learn about how to conjugate verbs and how to like and by the end of that game you you're you've combined all these mechanics together and you (laughs) are solving these crazy complicated puzzles based on what you've learned and i feel like this obviously isn't a puzzle game but like in uncharted there's no sense of momentum or building it teaches no. you everything in the tutorial exactly yes. literally yeah, everything it, in the which tutorial. is also everything they taught you in the tutorial of the first uncharted game yeah yeah i mean that's the thing the rope about this is game. the only true new mechanic well there's the rope and there's that um, stabbing hook thing that um you stab in a the gritty looking walls actually like to be straight up the two newest mechanics in this game are uh not directly lifted, but absolutely in the new Tomb Raider game. Mm-hmm. And the th- difference between those, and we've talked about this on the show before, is that Lara Croft has a bow and arrow. And she has this rope that you can upgrade. And she's got this hook that you can upgrade. And hook shot and all these other weapons. And she's got this arsenal that by hunting and poaching and trapping, she can create things and build things yeah. and build up this weaponry. And my Lara is different than your Lara because yes. I, I put all my stats into combat stuff yeah. and you want the exploration stuff. Yeah, yeah, or I wanted to upgrade my shotgun rather than my stealth mm-hmm. or this, this, and this. Nathan Drake doesn't have that. And I don't know if that's necessarily something he needs. Um, but he has no connection to his weapons. He has no connection to his items. Which is weird because Joel did. Like, like, The Last of Us did let you right, slowly yeah. upgrade stuff. Which, which I don't really, understand, right? That yeah. was a very weird thing. Like, The Last of Us had those kind of minor RPG elements. And even, like, one thing I liked about The Last of Us is it, it's, it's got a ton of stealth sequences, but it's also got those moments where you can be like, I'm going to pick up this brick, and I'm going to throw it over there to alert somebody to get him moving over there. Mm-hmm. Uncharted 4 has just as many stealth sequences, if that's how you choose to play it, but none of those options. So you can never really be like... I'm gonna get that guy's attention. You like I I would throw a grenade every now and then, so a bunch of people would be like, "What the?" Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but that's different than a brick because a brick, someone goes, "Huh?" But if eight guys are on a job and a thing blows up, they're like, "Okay, you got all of our attention now." I mean, it feels it, look like I a lot of these things for me are nitpicks. Like I am really really enjoying the game so far, yeah. and I do I. I find myself thinking about the story today, like, because we played eight hours yesterday, and it's like we're, at, I'm in chapter 12 right now, um, yep. and I, I believe there are 22. 20, 21 in an epilogue. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, a little more than halfway through the game, and like, I'm excited to play more. I really oh, yeah, am. Absolutely. And it's like, none of these things make me not recommend the game or anything. I still really no. like it, and I love Uncharted, and I love these characters. I just, I don't know, I think. It's just been a while, I guess, is ultimately what it comes down to. And I've played, like, because since Uncharted 3, I've played The Last of Us and I've played two Tomb Raider games. I think that has just colored what I expect from games like this. Well, that and the fact that Naughty Dog released the Uncharted collection just a few months ago. And I think that 
uh, that was a good primer for people who had never played those games before. And I think it was a good refresh for people who have. But it was also a lot of Uncharted to play in a row to the point where playing Uncharted 4 a few months later, I was expecting a lot more new out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think, like we said, the performances are are incredible. They're unmatched. And the the visuals are unmatched. Um, But the gameplay is very... very straightforward. And I would almost say standard, but it's it's uncharted. Mm-hmm. And I actually started to feel a little bit of franchise fatigue about halfway through this game because I kept waiting for that new thing to be implemented. And some of the things that, that I think we were we were sort of like not I won't say duped, but we kind of hyped ourselves into thinking it would be bigger things than they actually were were the dialogue trees, yep. where re- which really only pop up. Less less than a handful of times yeah. in this game. And from what I've talked to to people in the office and when, what I've experienced myself, largely impact nothing significant. Sure. Making different choices there do not change the endings of yeah, the stories. You yeah, can. no one's going to live or yeah. die based on a dialogue. And choice. the other things were the large open world environments, which there are very few of, mm-hmm. if if not almost none. And even within those things, they are, they're not nearly as sandboxy as you would expect them to be. Like... Tomb Raider does open up into these huge open world environments where you can decide I'm not going to go on to the next course of the meal. Because there's 10 things to do here. Yeah. That's not the case here. You can find some hidden treasures if you go looking, but those are all completely optional. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything else is sort of just like this is happening, but I'm going to eventually funnel from this canyon back into this yeah. river. I, I mean, I, I will say those Tomb Raider environments suffer from what we're talking about at the beginning of this, though, which is like, I can't name any of those environments to you. Of course like, They don't feel distinct yeah. because they're so big and because you spend so much time like, all right, I got to find these five bear paws. To there's, give a, to- also, there's also too much to do in there. Yes, I yeah, would exactly. say there's, a, like, I remember Miranda Sanchez, who works here, uh, Yay Anime Club, was uh, <laughs> doing the guide for Tomb Raider, and she... Went from being like, I love this game. It's my favorite game of the year to being throwing the controller down out of frustration and like audibly sighing and storming out of the room. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, I'm so sick of these collectibles. So I think there is a fine line between the two. Um, Although in terms of like, I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler, but in terms of set pieces, the, I would say the, the, one of the biggest ones in the game was revealed to you in its entirety at E3 Mm -hmm. and uh, the E3 demo that we saw was that Jeep sequence that ends with Nathan Drake swinging into that pole and the screen yeah. going black. Uh, there was also a behind closed doors. Which eventually got released. Which eventually so got released. that's on the internet. So that's all out there. Yeah, where, if, where you were in a, if you were in a media blackout on all that stuff, I mean, then I don't know why you're listening to this right now. But uh, <laughs> thank you either way. But um, that's really one of the biggest, like, sort of, like, Uncharted 2 yeah. train plane se- or Uncharted 3 plane sequences. Those things that are just, like, totally over the top, yeah. totally Indiana Jones, totally, you know, Michael Bay. But you only get, like, boys. four of those. Yeah, there's really only a handful of those yeah. in the game, and the biggest one you've seen already. So, I mean, kind of measure expectations with that. That being said, it's more about the environments and the beauty of them, the diversity in, in locales, mm-hmm. scaling them and watching them collapse, as they always do, because Nathan Drake loves jumping on stuff and breaking, and breaking it. it. And go, yep. Oh, man, <laughs> oh, I got to go oh, around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are, like, you know, we're going to have a full spoiler cast where we, we, you know, everyone who's finished the game, we're going to talk about things in depth. Like, there are so many moments, like, there's a handful of amazing, surprising things, things I want to talk about so that we yeah. can't. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just things I wholly did not expect that I'm like, oh, that is 
one of the cutest things I've yeah, ever and seen. I mean, I don't think any of the three of us even have dug in that deep to the point where I'm sure there's Easter eggs in this game oh, that, totally. we've, that we completely yeah, missed. Yeah. I'm sure there's Last of Us stuff. I mean, if you think about it, was it Uncharted 3 had the newspaper clippings? Yep. About the, about the, 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 the cauliflower virus of the head guys? Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe Naughty Dog's next game is being teased in this game. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping there's references to other stuff they've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. who knows? I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff in here. There's a lot to unpack. It's a huge game. Uh, all, all in all, like I, I do recommend this game. Oh, I course, think, I think know. it's something every PlayStation gamer needs to experience. I don't know if it's something that's going to stick with me. If I was to rank the Uncharted's, I still think two is on top. Um, it's going to take me some time to figure out if I like this one more than three. I think I do. Uh, that being said, two is still far and away the winner here. I'm excited to finish it. I think for me, uh, largely because of story stuff and not mechanical stuff, three is probably edges out too for me just just because i like the story so much i think mechanically like i don't don't need to fight off any spiders or whatever ever again but uh i i think like i i really like the story of three and so for me it'll depend on how this ends like i'm I'm hoping to play a lot more tonight and maybe finish it tomorrow yeah and i'm I'm actually was it was it marty was it you i was talking about this morning i was talking about it with jose otero about how like we're going to see the first initial wave of reviews and they're going to be incredibly strong and positive and there'll be some you know some people that come in under the under the the i mean that being said i think this is not knowing you know having this recorded this before the internet i think this is going to score lower than three and two did really yeah yeah I I i think it'll score lower than two um, three was a weird I know thing. I scored because, lower than three and two on IGN, and that's the one review I know. Well, that's because Greg Miller gave three a ten. <laughs> no, and you know what? I was with him, and I think a lot of people were. Um, and you're still with him, right? Yeah, I mean, I really like Uncharted Three is one of those games where like a ten on IGN does not mean perfect, and like no, that doesn't because nothing is perfect. Yeah, right. it, so like yeah, Uncharted Three has flaws. I'll happily point out, but like honestly, like I walked away from that game like. That's what's so weird, right? Like, I walked away from that game being like, games will never look better than this, and yeah. like, Uncharted 4 looks way better. And, yeah. and it's well, like, there's also, and I, I, I implore people to do this with all media now, which is almost nearly impossible with reactionary culture that we live in. Mm-hmm. But like, when you're experiencing something and when you finish something, give it a minute. Yeah, you know, yeah, let it sit in a little bit. Like for me, the more I've thought about Uncharted 4, the more I've enjoyed a lot of it, and the more I've uh, disliked things that I even in the moment was okay with. Pull back a little bit and think about things. You know, like I think Uncharted Three was one of those games where I finished it and I was like, "This is phenomenal." And as time passed, uh, some of the flaws started showing themselves mm-hmm. a little more. But then I do really miss a lot of the sort of over the top set pieces in that game. There's even like the spider stuff's ridiculous. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. Like, it, it weirdly getting introspective and inside baseball a little bit. Like, it's hard to play a game the way it should be played for us, right? Because right. it's like, I have this copy of this game for like three days and someone else is going to need it. And it's that thing where like, if I get frustrated by a puzzle, I have to finish it because yeah. I have to keep and going. And we had to record this on Monday. Yeah. And so it was like, well, Andrew and I had to play seven, eight hours straight yesterday, yeah. which is not like, some people are going to play the game that way. But, you know, if I was playing normally, I'd play for th- three, four hours. And I, I, played, go outside. Yeah. I played the game in two seven-hour sittings. Yeah. Yep. Um, over the course of of a weekend, basically, mm-hmm. and I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, I that does color how I experience a game like this because when I'm like, oh man, the puzzles go on forever. It's like, well, no. When you can walk away from them and break it up between two sittings, maybe, maybe thought they're not that, that I was bad. on hour six. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's like I, I do want to caveat it with that. Like, I don't know. I think what I feel like I would tell people about this game is like, if you loved Uncharted two and three, I really don't think you're going to be super disappointed about this yeah. game. If you Definitely hated not. Uncharted two and three, I don't think it's going to turn you around. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's actually like fascinating. Cause we, we reported about a lot of the struggles and, and, and problems leading up. 
and during development of this game, oh, studio yeah. departures and um, uh, rewrites and, and just yeah, sort of cast narrative. changes, staff yeah, changes. All, yeah. Sta- yeah, cast changes, ca- staff changes, the sort of narrative diagonals and stuff like that that happen. And by and large, I'm kind of wondering why, because I think what we got at the end was wasn't really something that was so completely different from the franchise. Mm-hmm. It, I won't say it's by the numbers, but it is a, it is an Uncharted game. I don't really feel like like I'm, I'm trying to sit there and, and try to justify were two people being like, we want to make this game. And, and Amy Hennig was like, we want to make this game. And they fought in the middle. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we got uh, the fourth Uncharted game. The fifth Uncharted game, yeah. really. Um, the sixth, if you count the card game. No one uh, counts that. No. The seventh, if you count Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> Don't count that. Uh, or all the Game Loft knockoffs that yeah. came out to iOS. Like, Unfounded. Unfounded. Unshorted. <laughs> Starring Donnie uh, Drake. Who do you think? Do you think Alan Tiddick played Raph or Rafe? Do you think that's oh, who his yeah, was? yeah, yeah, I think so. Do you think that character was like a little bit funnier? It was him. Ooh. That's, that's a really good point. Who, and he's an interesting character. He almost feels like a he's like a a tech dude, a tech bro version of Seth Green. Um the <laughs> yeah, so of, Andrew Goldfarb. Shops of Abercrombie. So if you dislike all the things I'm describing, then yeah, he he's makes a, a great <laughs> villain. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, you know hear more stories about what this yeah. game could have been, hear more theories, uh, uh, go more in-depth. We're going to have a full spoiler cast um, mm-hmm. after the game comes out. Uh, but yeah, check out Lucy's review, her written review, her uh, video review. Check out once the game comes out, I guess on Tuesday, depending on how time works. Yeah. Check out our wiki. Uh, we've been, Miranda and John have been yeah, slaving away at it. They're so. finding every treasure. They're so ca- that you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're capturing, capturing a lot of stuff on uh, crushing, which is like Jesus. incredibly hard because because, again, no spoilers, but there's a thing you can do in the game where you can tag enemies for stealth, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, oh, yeah. So you know where everyone is. So you know way. where they are. Uh, that doesn't work on crushing. Yeah. Uh, wow. A lot of the uh, – you basically don't really have a lot of combat options on, on <clears throat> crushing because mm-hmm. you're you're best off stealthing through everything because just firing off a single gun means you have 100 rugged-ass dudes trying to kill you. And <laughs> I would imagine ammo is very hard to come by. Yes. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, pro tip, if you can't find a brick, throw a grenade. Yeah, they're going to wake them up. I think what Goldfarb said was really interesting about marathoning through the game. Um, I kind of implore you guys to play this game like you would, like, kind of like you'd watch a TV show you really care about. And I don't mean like Daredevil, where you're like, I got to marathon through this thing by Sunday. Yeah, watch it like a weekly show, not a Netflix show. Yeah, play it, play it for an hour or so a night. Because I think when you get when you play too much in one chunk. Um, some of the flaws start popping up and you really start getting fatigued by the repetition and redundancy. Well, right now, we're that thing that used to pop up in the weed. It's like, why not take a break? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's, just, it's the reason why Game of Thrones feels different than other than, than uh, a Netflix show is because every week, everyone comes in on Monday and we're reflecting on a single episode right. as opposed to we come in on a Monday and we're like, oh, well, that was 12 hours of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's the ninjas that Daredevil fought and then the Punisher was kind of yeah, cool, I think. But what? you know, that being said, had this game been eight to 10 hours like the other Uncharted games were, I, we, this wouldn't be even a conversation. I would say marathon through it and and walk away happy, which is what I used to do with yeah. the other games. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. This is this is a really interesting one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I, excited to see what other people think of it. What, yeah, me what, too. What people think about it, like you said, a month later at the end of the year when Game of the Year stuff comes along, because it's going to be obviously nominated for a ton of stuff. Yeah, at the, at the very least, there's. I don't think there's going to be a single. There's not going to be a single person who owns a PS4 who's playing this game who isn't constantly hitting that share button yeah. to capture. Yeah. I, I mean, I ended up with a folder of just beautiful pornography, pornography, <laughs> just visual <laughs> uncharted pornography, yeah. just like trees and grass. Like there yeah. were times yeah. where I was just like, look at that rock. I'm loud by the simplest, stupidest stuff. Also yeah. playing through it. I don't, do I, does anyone need a PlayStation Neo this fall? <laughs> 
I was saying yeah. this is Uncharted Four is the strongest argument against a PlayStation Four Point Five. Save it for the full show. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you so much for watching or yeah. listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Brian is at Agent Bizzle. Uh, Andrew is at Garfep. I'm at McBiggity. Um, if you like the podcast, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, rate us. Write a review. Um, you can find us on YouTube. We have a new YouTube, a Beyond branded YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash IGN Beyond. Uh, that's where we're going to put up full episodes. We're going to put up clips. We're going to do Let's Plays with a couple of us just playing through maybe some of those old Essential 50 games. Remember that? Yeah. We'll yeah. stop doing that. We'll bring that back. Yeah, let's do yeah. that again. Uh, we'll have our, uh, have... Brian's acapella version of the Uncharted song. Yeah. 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 yeah it's going to be amazing. The uh, full version. It's <laughs> 13 minutes long. <laughs> we're going to get a lot of YouTube strikes yeah. on it. Yeah, it's produced it's by uh, Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I got big oh, names. DJ TS. Is doing a remix. Well, I don't think anyone huge. calls him DJ Tiesto. They're really? Do they not? Tiestical. <laughs> um, also, download our uh, PlayStation 4 app. That's the best way to watch videos on Why IGN. Why does nobody call him that? Isn't that what he does? That's his name? Uh, yeah, Daniel James Tiesto. They just, they just say Tiesto? Well, because the DJ, his first name is actually DJ, which is like... Shut up. Yeah. DJ DJ Tiesto. Really? D- D- no, I, don't, I doubt Tiesto is his last That's name. That's like if my first name was podcast host. <laughs> what? Anyway. It would also be weird because podcasts didn't exist back then. Thank you. Uh, we're sorry. Uh, yeah, stick around. Next week we'll be back with uh, a full new episode of uh, Beyond, plus uh, a full spoiler cast where we talk about all yeah. who's kissing, who's not kissing, and why. And who kisses twice and who dies twice. Wow. No one, no one died. I don't think you can die twice. You only live twice. You only live once. That's true. That's the theme of podcast Beyond. The, the- the tagline under Uncharted 4. You know what we should have done is just like Uncharted, this uh, should have ended a long time ago. <laughs> Beyond. 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 Beyond.